Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here's Dickow from the deep corner of the break. Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's on now. Downtown Dan connects. Every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. I mean, I've seen Dan Dickow hit some big shots in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I got to salute you, man. Like, I've been watching you since I was in high school trying to mimic all your moves. Welcome to today's episode of the ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow for SB Live Sports. Today's guest Third-year head coach of the University of North Dakota. I've had a chance to call his games at two different stops of his. Really like his approach, his philosophy to the game. And none other than head coach Paul Sather. Paul, appreciate you joining. How is the weather in Grand Forks? Because I know that Dakota area can start getting tricky this time of year. Okay, now, now there's a little misconception about what, what weather in North Dakota is like in September. And it, it, honestly, the, the high today is going to be 88. Oh, wow. 88. Uh, I walked out yesterday from practice. We got done at about 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. I walked outside, and, man, it was hot. So, like, that's almost too hot. Like, I like the falls. I like that cooler weather. So, yeah, usually, you know, the nights, the nights could cool down in the 40s right now. But when we're still getting in the 70s and 80s in, in September and early, you know, that first of October, second of October, that, that that's when kind of maybe the 60s, 60 degree highs are a little bit more apparent. So right off the bat, you kind of got me on a misconception that I have for University yeah. of North Dakota. And you probably have to fight that with recruiting all the time uh, of yeah. presenting your university your program and in your home city in a way that is appealing to recruits tell us a little bit about your philosophy of recruiting for north dakota because you know i'm a west coast guy but i can only imagine north dakota isn't a hoops hotbed there's love for the game there i'm sure but what's your recruiting philosophy what's your recruiting base and, and how do you go about selling your program well, you know, the weather, it's amazing how, how much that can come into play with certain kids. So I think I think you got to identify a little bit of who who is a good fit. Uh, you, know, you know, regional recruiting always is probably the best way to do it. And, and it, it, you know, they do love basketball, Dakotas and more of the Minnesota and those areas. There's no question. Uh, but the population isn't isn't where it needs to be to to have the amount of players we need to just to kind of choose from, especially with the, the Summit League kind of running from Grand Forks all the way straight south, all the way into Tulsa, honestly. I mean, you, you got this, this uh, the Summit League kind of runs that north-south right off the interstate there. And, and so, like, our recruiting's got to take place within our region. So you're talking Minnesota, Iowa, the Dakotas. You're, you're talking Wisconsin, Illinois, uh, Iowa, Nebraska. I think that's kind of where you start. And, and then you, you know, you've got people on your staff. You've got people you've gotten to know over the years. And, and then you continually are looking for those guys that are the right fit for where you are. And because here's the deal, the great thing about, you know, the cold weather, I guess, in the wintertime is that people in this community, people want to do things and they want to be active and involved. There's not a lot of outdoor stuff you're going to be doing when it's when it's 10 below. Uh, but but there's a lot of times where, where you can get a packed gym uh, because people want to go somewhere on a Thursday night and get together and, and celebrate. Right. And, and so 
our university, uh, the University of North Dakota, we get great support from this community of Grand Forks and, and this state. So that, that's the positive of it. Sometimes those sunny coast areas, it's great, but there's so much more going on that, that maybe you don't quite get the interest in that gym. Uh, and, and so it gives us a bonus, uh, but you got to get the right kind of kids. No, no question. Well, you guys, your staff is heading into your third year in the Summit League. I believe it's the fourth year after UND moved from the big sky. So you were kind of in part of that transition of going from one league to a next. Did that change your philosophy of how you want to play? Did that change your recruiting your recruiting philosophy? Yeah, well, here's the thing. You know, I moved from a Division two into the Summit League with, with UND. So they were entering my second year, like you said, when I got the job. And, and so it was, it was not just kind of making a transition from the big sky to the summit league for us. It was making a transition from, from the Northern sun conference, which is one of the best D two conferences in, in the country to the summit league. And, and I, and I think there's a lot of comparisons to the Northern sun and the summit league when it comes to style of play, you, you don't see, you don't see a lot of 94 feet run of jumps. You don't, you don't see a lot of, a lot of different presses, attacks, and things like that. You see a lot of man-to-man. You see a lot more packing. You see a lot more half-court style defenses. Um, now, there's differences. Every team might have a slight change here or there, but there were some similarities. You know, I think where the difference was was the guard play. You know, everybody's a little bit bigger, a little bit faster. Um, the Summit League's traditionally one of the best shooting leagues in the country. Uh, and, and I think Northern Sun gave us some preparation in that, a very good shooting league for Division II. Um, but, but, you know, I, you're just taking a step from, from, a, from a level standpoint. You're taking, a, you're taking a step up. And I think from a conference standpoint, the way the team was built was more for the big sky, uh, a little more athletic maybe, uh, some, some good skill and size, but, but a little bit more athletic and a little bit more of an attacking type team not necessarily a stretch you out type team like like a lot of teams in the northern in in the, in the summit league can do. So you know we're working on that. I, I I think we you know it's been difficult. Nine months in, you get you go into a pandemic and you're trying to rebuild a roster and you can't leave campus and you can't bring kids on campus and that misconception about living up here it's tough because you want kids to see it and to feel it and, and to understand what it's like and and so that year. A lot of the new guys we had my second year were guys that had never been on campus, nor did we meet face to face until they got here. And, and so, you know, honestly, Dan, we kind of hit a reset this year. A lot of new guys this year. Um, but but, uh, you know, it, everyone's had these issues. Uh, it's just it's unfortunate that right when we got the job, a lot of this stuff happened. So that's been a challenge. But, you know, it's something you got to figure out, too. And, and you can't sit and worry about it and complain about it. You just got to figure it out. I'm always interested in how coaches build their staff. You obviously came from having a, a lot of success at the Division II level. Um, you moved to, to UND. How did you come about your staff? Uh, and when you look at guys that you're bringing on to your staff, do you look for similar experiences to maybe what you had early in your coaching career? Or do you kind of look for just maybe the best personality and the best eye for talent or the best ability to coach? That's a great question. I, I, I think, I think this change, um, you know, there's a lot of learning experiences you go through when you go through this for the first time I've moved from the NAI as a head coach to the division two, same state, same region, 
you know, this time you move from a division two to division one, it's the same region, um, but it's a different level. And, 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 you know, for us, you know, I, I ended up taking, you know, Zach Horseman, who was with me at Northern state as a GA and then stayed on as an assistant, um, someone that knows this region. Well, somebody that played at South Dakota state knows the conference. Well, um, and then somebody that also, I think, just does an awesome job of developing relationships with people. Um, he just kind of has a genuine way about him. Um, a guy like Jamie Stevens was a head coach, had been a junior college coach, had uh, started with me uh, that last year at Northern State. And, uh, I, you know, he's that, he's that guy that brings a lot of head coaching experience. Uh, we brought him along as well. And, 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 you know, there's a loyalty factor in this, Dan, for me, that's big. I, I just don't think you ever get where you're going based on just what you bring. I think the people around you are what helps raise your program up. And, and uh, I just thought it was an, an opportunity for us to move here as a staff. Uh, when I got here, Nate Kading, who I'd known a long time, was our operations guy and had been here the year before and had just done a fantastic job as operations. He's moved on since. And then uh, Danny Mihailovich was here as well. And, and we had an international um, blend to our team when I got here. Um, and, and I really felt like Danny, Danny's got a lot of offensive knowledge to bring, a lot of Euro type style of play. And we, we just had that influence. And I just thought it made sense at the time um, and, and, and was, a, was a really good fit for that team we had at the time. But since then, we, we made some changes. I brought Stephen Eldridge in, who, who, who was with uh, Eastern Washington the last couple of years uh, as a graduate uh, assistant. Uh, and, and then our operations guys changed. We, we just, we just hired, I can't announce that one yet. Cause we're literally just going through the process of that. But so we've had a few changes, but you know, I, I, it's interesting. I, I think it's always a little interesting to see who people hire. Um, and, and I've got good friends that have gone to this level and, you know, maybe hired guys they didn't know so well. And, and, and I, I tell you, there's a loyalty factor for me. There's a knowledge of, of kind of what the expectation is for me. Uh, that's, that's really important. And, and so I, I think it's been a little bit of a, uh, you know, you kind of learn as you go for, for me somewhat on this one, when you really assemble in a staff for this level. And I'd say our staff that we assembled is, is now got some Northwest ties. It's got some West coast ties. It's got strong in the Midwest and, and those are recruiting, but, but then they also have a really good feel for what our expectation is day to day uh, in our program. And, and I think that's important. Just those, you know, knowing how, when things get tough, you kind of know you got guys that have been, you've been through it with uh, that are going to have, you know, have your back. And, and uh, that loyal, that loyalty thing's big for me. It, it, it really is. So the first time our cross, our paths crossed uh, was the Division II National Tournament uh, in Sioux Falls um, at the Pentagon. I was calling the games for Westwood One. Your team was in, in the title game. Um, I think the Division II level, there's a big misunderstanding of just how good that basketball uh, is. I remember your team, Coach Ben McCollum, who was a guest on my, my podcast a few weeks back, his Northwest Missouri State teams give a number of Division One teams a run for the money, including Duke uh, a couple of years back. I can sense that you have a lot of pride of the former program that you were a part of, but share what, what Division Two basketball is all about, because I think, like I mentioned, there's a big misunderstanding. Yeah, you know, we took a, it's funny because we took a, a, a mid, mid of the, kind of a mid of the 
conference team in, in when I was at Northern Sun out or at Northern State out to uh, Butler. Uh, we had gotten beat by Northern Iowa. Uh, we had gotten just manhandled by Purdue on this swing. And we're doing these in exhibition games. And we went out to Butler the year after they had played in their second championship game. So they had lost Mac and they had lost, I mean, they had lost some pros. I, I think uh, Andrew Miller, uh, who has since passed uh, of, of, of cancer, he was their big and, and um, Norred was still there. And we went in and beat him uh, at Butler, which was kind of fun. Uh, you know, you fast forward a few years, we, we had one of the better teams in the Northern Sun. My last couple of years, we had won the league and we took a team down to Arizona State with Bobby Hurley. And that was a team that I think got in the top five ranking wise. And we put them to double overtime game uh, on their court. And honestly, it was a pick and pop three by, by a guy that hadn't made a basket all game that tied it to go into overtime for them. So I, I just think there's a misconception that, yeah, I, especially when you get those experienced teams in division two. So you recruit kids that maybe are a little bit, maybe they're not physically where they need to be yet. And, and now they've got two years of strength training and, but boy, their feel and their skill set and all those things kind of catch up or, or their body kind of catches up for what they can do skill wise. And, all of a sudden you got a pretty dangerous group. And I would say that would, that would pretty much, you know, that, that would be, that would sum up my team. My last three years is I had experienced guys, great skill could really shoot it and really love being a team. And they love the challenge of, of playing at a high, high level. And, and so, yeah, you know, I, I played against Ben's teams at Northwest mall. I think we all know how good those teams are. That Duke game, they got the shots they wanted in that game. They, they weren't manhandled. And, and, and so they got the shots they wanted. If they make some, it's a whole different game. And, and so I just, yeah, I got, I know this, I got a lot of respect for, for that level and how good they are. And uh, that Northern, that Northern state team I had, I think one kid transferred to Minnesota and, and two other kids left that team to go play in D ones with that extra year that they get, they went and they went, they went and played at, at division one. Uh, for this year. So that's three division one kids, including one of which is a big 10 player coming off that D2 roster. Our paths also crossed when uh, I believe it was your first year at North Dakota. You guys played at Gonzaga. Uh, everybody knows that Gonzaga in, in the kennel has one of the best atmospheres in all of college basketball. When you're setting up your non-conference schedule, how do you as a head coach like to put that together as far as presenting challenges and opportunities um, for your team to grow in the non-conference to get ready for league. Yeah. And, and again, it's been a challenge with the pandemic. This is the first year we're actually having a home non-conference game third year. And it's the first time we've had a home non-conference game. Um, so when I got the job, there was just some scheduling decisions that have been made. that needed to be made where we pushed some home games back. And then the pandemic came and we had to push them back again and we went on the road. Uh, so as we're building it, like Jamie Stevens, my, my staff does an awesome job of developing that. We need to raise a certain dollar amount, Dan, for our team. And then anything above and beyond that, we get half that goes to our program. So it's a way for us to kind of raise money to help pay for some summer school stuff for our guys, uh, maybe do a foreign trip, certain things like that. But then there's also the, the fundraising aspect of it for our athletic department in our university that we're responsible to, to raise that money. So we're going to play some, some of the power five teams. Uh, you, you know, we, we played Gonzaga now, now Gonzaga wouldn't be so to speak in a, in a power five conference, but I think we all know they're a top five program. Um, and, and what they've done there is just amazing. Uh, you know, you go there and you play those games. Yeah. We played Oregon state uh, last year. 
Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That was two years ago as well. We played at Oregon state. Um, we, well, we played Minnesota in my first two years here. We've done games like that. Uh, and, and, you know, you, I think you gotta be realistic and understand that you're not necessarily thinking about, Hey, this is a game. Like you go into every game knowing and thinking you got a chance to win the game and you want to play and prepare like that. But I think you also got to keep a pretty realistic approach and understand that you're getting paid a large amount of money. This isn't going to be a game that you're going to, you know, the, 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 the Vegas line, I guess, that people would look at probably isn't going to be going in our favor. Right. And, and so like, we've got to, we've got to, as a coaching staff, understand and be realistic and, and, and get better from it and get out and compete. I always thought games like that stretch you further than what you get stretched in practice. So, so passes become a little more difficult, the length, the quickness, your shot attempts are a little bit harder because of the length and the quickness and recovery. Um, defensively, you're getting pushed harder than you've ever had to work before in your life because you're going against bigger, faster, stronger in a lot of areas. So it's just a great opportunity to improve your team. And I think you got to keep the right perspective. So, it, But we also went in, in Nebraska and we, we, we won at Nebraska at a, at a time where I think they just got done putting Indiana into overtime on, on the road there. So they were playing a, a very good level of basketball that at that time when we went in and beat them right before Christmas two years ago. So not only did we get paid for playing, but we also got a W. And, and that was a great lift for our guys going into the Summit League. And, and that, that was my first year. It was a great lift going in. And that, that team was a team that I felt got better. And by the time we were playing late in the season, we were the sixth seed going in. And, and we beat a, a USD team that was very good. And then we beat an Indiana Fort Wayne team. And then we got beat in the Summer League Championship right before the pandemic. So, you know, I, I, those big games are, are awesome to play. It's a great opportunities. Keep, keep the right mindset and understand, yeah, you're probably not supposed to win this. But why not? Why can't you go in there? Gonzaga, I mean, it felt great for the first minute and a half. And then they come at you pretty quick. Obviously, they're a high, high-level team. Um, and not a team you want to necessarily just play for a win. But that experience was great. And, and you never know. A couple of years ago, Coach Jones brought a North Dakota team up there and lost to them in overtime. Uh, back when they, you know, you know, they had a couple guys uh, that, that had played for a conference championship in the big sky. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. There are opportunities, and you just got to go make the best of it to help your team. Well, you're, you're in year three at North Dakota, so you've had a chance to recruit the players that you feel fit best within your philosophy. You've had more time to implement it, I'm sure, with summer school. We're right now at the start of practices. Give us the outlook for your team as well as the Summit League this upcoming year. Yeah, awesome. You know, the, the, the Summit League, first off, you know, the, the, the best team kind of throughout the Summit League the last – the last couple of years has been probably South Dakota State, North Dakota State uh, from a consistent standpoint. Then you look what Ora Roberts did in the league um, or in the tournament last year, a team that finished fourth in our league. So I think it shows you how strong the conference is. We finished fifth in that league last year uh, right behind Ora Roberts and, and had beat them on the road. Uh, so, like, I, I think I think the league is very, very good. Um from our team, like we got nine new guys this year. We, we had a post-grad transfer to Iowa. Uh, we had a freshman of the year that decided that maybe he wanted to try a new home. And, and so like we're, we, we got nine new guys. And I feel like there's been a little bit of a reset uh, for us coming into year three. 
Uh, and and I, I, I really have loved working with these guys. I, I think the message our returners are sending to our, our new guys is the right message. I, I think they're, they're saying the right things. And, and, I, and I think there's a lot of re- reason for optimism. But like we also got to know in a, in a veteran league, with, the, with especially with those top three or four teams, there's a lot of returning experienced guys. So like I, I think we shoot it really well. I think we got to I, I love what we've done from frontline standpoint with our team. Um, but man, there's a lot to learn still. Uh, like we got to keep a realistic approach. How quickly that happens, I have no idea. But we got to keep fighting for it every day to improve and get stronger. I think we can stretch teams out. I, I think this team can really shoot the basketball. Um, but on the defensive side of the floor, man, we got to find ways to get some stops. Um, we had a we had a kind of an open practice about a week ago, like an open workout, I should say, where people could kind of be around. And that's one of the things I said. I think right now we're going to have to score about 112 points a game. Uh, to, to get there. And, and, you know, obviously that's probably not realistic. So we got to learn how to get some stops, but uh, great league, a fun league. I, I think it's a well-coached league. I think the preparation's awesome. Uh, really skilled, greatly skilled. Um, you, you, you know, you, you got a guy like Ace Miss. I might've lost you here. Let me, let me get back on here. It went into, it went into a freeze mode there. Um, we got a guy like Ace Smith that led the country in scoring, and his counterpart, O'Banner, now transferred out to, to a high-level D1, as, as did Amude from USD. So, like, our league has got great, great talent. I don't think this year is going to be any different, and it's going to be fun to see how it plays out. But we just – listen, get, let's get better. Let's, let's bring some energy. Uh, let's develop some toughness. Let's, be, let's keep getting better as a team. And, and I think – basketball is a funny game. Like if you have the right mindset and fight through stuff, it's amazing what you can become in February and, and, and January and February into March. And it's amazing what you, what your team can achieve if they, if they take the right approach. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you joining. And I love the positive outlook. And yes, uh, last year's Oral Roberts team with O'Banner and, and Acemas was fun to watch them make a little bit of a run. And hopefully UND, maybe that's you guys this year. So, Coach, I appreciate you joining. Wish you nothing but the best of luck this upcoming season. Dan, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Good luck. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.